Hello, you're very welcome along to the Aromatherapy Business Podcast. My name is Jenny, and I'm going to be sharing lots of fantastic aromatherapy recipes and tips with you. I'll also share some business strategies for aromatherapists and for holistic therapists. In this episode, I'm going to share how I came to start using essential oils, some absolutely amazing results I got for chickenpox, and how I managed to practically eliminate my doctor's bills when I started using essential oils around the house on a regular basis. First, I'll briefly introduce myself. My name is Jenny Sheridan, and I am an aromatherapist, an aromatherapy tutor, clinical aromatherapist, and I've recently become an author. I've taught diploma courses, aromatherapy and other holistic therapy diploma courses, for awarding bodies such as ITEC and VTCT. As well as the aromatherapy diploma course, I teach a number of other aromatherapy courses, including an introductory course for complete beginners and more advanced courses for qualified aromatherapists, such as aromatherapy chemistry. I also teach other holistic therapy courses, including reflexology, India head massage and more, but I won't waste that now. I worked as a therapist and as a tutor in various different locations, both private and public. And from 2012 to 2019, I ran my own successful holistic centre called Essentials Holistic Centre in Malahide in Dublin, Ireland. In 2017, I began to get quite a bit of demand for online training. At first, I was very reluctant to teach holistic therapies online because I know how important it is that every student gets attention and support as they're learning the new skills. But I found a way to teach the skills online, to observe each student multiple times, practicing the techniques and to give the feedback and support that they need so that they can go out and be confident and competent aromatherapists, giving amazing value to their clients. I created my first online course in 2017. By 2019, the demand for online courses was a lot higher than the demand for in-person courses. So I decided that I would put all my energy into the online side of my business. Last year, I wrote a book called A Step-by-Step Guide to Aromatherapy for Common Ailments. And that is all about how to treat 30 very common complaints with essential oils. So lots of step-by-step guides, explanation of any cautions you might need to observe, etc. That book is available on Amazon. It's a great book if you're a complete beginner and you want to know the basics, but it's also very popular with qualified aromatherapy. And they tell me that they find it really handy to have as a reference guide and to get ideas for recipes. So this episode is all about how I started using essential oils and how I practically eliminated my doctor's bills when I was using them regularly. In 1992, my friend asked me to go along with her to an aromatherapy workshop, which I did, and I found it absolutely fascinating. The ways that the oils could be used, the power of them, and how easy it was to use them just blew me away. After the workshop, I bought a book called The A to Z of Aromatherapy by Patricia Davis. And that is an excellent book. I referred to it for years. I still do refer to it from time to time. 
So I started using essential oils in the house. I used them in burners to lift the mood and purify the air. I used them in cleaning products and I added them to creams and shower gels, etc. I used them for my children as well. I made up a lovely little um, first aid remedy for children that was really gentle and really effective. I'll go through all of the ingredients of that in a future episode. Shortly after I started using oils on a regular basis, my daughter, who was four at the time, got chicken pox. I wasn't sure what it was when I saw the spots. So I brought her over to the doctor and the doctor said, yes, it was chicken pox. And he said, judging by the number of spots that she had, it was going to be quite a severe case and I should be prepared to have a very sick little girl on my hands for at least a week. I asked him, would it be okay to use essential oils for chicken pox? And he said, absolutely, yes. So I went off, got some recipes from my book and bought the products and the essential oils. I made her up two products and I've done this loads of times since for other children with chicken pox. The two products were a dabbing lotion that I applied whenever her skin was irritated or itchy and an oil for a bath. Before I share the recipes, I just want to let you know, in case you don't already, that it's a really bad idea to use essential oils directly on the skin. They need to be mixed or, as we say, blended in something else first. I know that there is an awful lot of information out there on Facebook, on the internet, that tells you it's okay to put essential oils directly onto your skin, but it can cause quite severe burns if you do that. It can cause irritation. It can cause sensitivity. In the next episode, I explain how to use essential oils safely and effectively and what you need to avoid. But for now, just be aware that you don't use essential oils undiluted on the skin. Here are the recipes for the dabbing lotion and for the bath oil. I'll explain the ingredients I used, how I made them, how I used them and any contraindications that you might need to be aware of. So contraindications as in when it's not a good idea to use any of the particular oils that I mention in the recipes. The dabbing lotion ingredients are witch hazel and essential oils of eucalyptus, lavender and chamomile. Let me just briefly explain a little bit about witch hazel. You may have used this as a skin toner or a makeup remover, but it's a lot more than that. Witch hazel is so soothing. It's antiseptic and it's a fantastic painkiller even by itself. You can buy it in a chemist. It's usually very cheap. If you don't see it on the shelf, you might need to ask because they sometimes keep behind the counter. I use witch hazel an awful lot in creams and lotions. It's great for pain infection and inflammation. It's also as cheap as chips. What more could you ask for? You'll also need to have some kind of a dark glass bottle to store the oils in. When you make enough blends of essential oils for children who are between one year old and 12 years old, you use one drop of essential oil for every teaspoon of your base. You use different proportions of essential oil for babies and for older people. That's all covered in detail in episode two. So for every three teaspoons of the witch hazel, 
I used one drop each of eucalyptus, lavender and chamomile. And I stored it in a dark glass bottle, which I kept in a press away from lunch and eat. I'll explain more about that in the next episode. So contraindications to this recipe. Don't use lavender or chamomile for anyone who's pregnant. It's okay if you are pregnant to make up blends for your children, but don't use it for yourself and not for anyone else who's pregnant. There are no contraindications to eucalyptus and there are no contraindications to witch hazel. You can apply the dabbing lotion as and when it's needed. So any itching, any irritation on the skin. I found the dabbing lotion absolutely amazing. It just seemed to stop the itching and the irritation almost immediately. The ingredients for the bath oil are extra virgin olive oil. So just to go off on a slight tangent, extra virgin olive oil is a lot more powerful, has a lot more therapeutic properties than either the virgin olive oil or the pure olive oil. Extra virgin olive oil is absolutely fantastic for pain and inflammation. And you can use this even on its own without essential oils. And the extra virgin olive oil that you have at home in your kitchen press and that you can buy in your local supermarket is perfectly fine to use. Along with the olive oil, I used essential oils of bergamot, lavender and chamomile. So just as I did for the dabbing lotion, I used one drop of essential oil for every teaspoon of the extra virgin olive oil. So if you're making up three teaspoons of the bath oil, use one drop of lavender, one drop of chamomile and one drop of bergamot. You can make more or less than that amount, but always use those proportions for children between the ages of one year old and 12 years old. Lavender and chamomile should not be used by anyone who's pregnant. There would be no harm if you're pregnant, if you made up the blends for your children, but don't use it for yourself and don't give it to anyone who's pregnant to use on themselves. And also, it's better not to use bergamot if you're going to be out in bright sunlight or use a sunbed within 48 hours. I'll explain the why is it that in a later episode, but just to be aware of those contraindications for now. I gave my daughter a bath twice a day and I added about a half a teaspoon of the bath oil to the bath and it made a huge difference. The very first day I could only give her one bath and was very short because she was so cranky. She wouldn't sit down in the bath, she was trying to get out. So I literally poured some water over her and then took her out. But even with that one bath on the first day and using the dabbing lotion, I could see a massive difference. After that, I gave her a bath twice a day and I tried to encourage her to stay in the bath for at least 10 minutes. We developed all kinds of weird and wonderful and funny games that we needed water for in order to make her stay in the bath. But it worked. And that's the main thing. These products had such an amazing effect. 
From the first day I used them, I could see an improvement. Her mood got better. She didn't feel as sick as she had on the first day. She was a bit tired, but she was happy out, watching her telly, reading her books. We played games and it was great just to see her feeling well. I was really surprised with the actual spots. Generally, chicken pox spots, that's what they used to say, start off small, they grow, they blister, and eventually they fall off. And quite often, if the child is scratching as they are because it's horrendously itchy, they can leave a scar. But the spots that she had started getting smaller and disappearing. The spots that hadn't already started to form blisters didn't form blisters. They just got smaller and disappeared. And she got very few new spots, which was absolutely brilliant. So why did those two products work? I won't go into the individual ingredients, i just go into the overall mix. Both the dabbing lotion and the bath oil were soothing, pain-killing. They speeded up the skin cell renewal and they helped to attack viruses and to prevent the spread of viruses. Some of the oils were also anti-inflammatory and eucalyptus in particular is absolutely wonderful for nausea. Just as an aside, eucalyptus, in my experience, is a lot better than lavender for nausea. But of course, I still wasn't 100% sure if the essential oils had actually speeded up her recovery or whether she was actually going to get better that quickly by herself. It certainly looked as though the oils were having an amazing effect. But I started telling my friends about it, how I had used the oils and the effect that they had had. And over the next couple of weeks and months, I was getting requests from people to make them up some of the dabbing lotion and the bath oil for their children with chicken pox. So I did. I was handing them out left, right and centre. And I was getting the most amazing feedback. People were telling me that their children were having similar experiences to what my daughter had. That the chicken pox weren't too bad, that the dabbing lotion was working really well, that they weren't itching, they were sleeping very well, that they were just improving really quickly. I was completely in love with essential oils at this time. So I went off and did the aromatherapy diploma course, which I absolutely loved. And I got so much more knowledge and experience with I was treating clients and, of course, I continued to use the essential oils at home for myself and the children. A couple of years later, my sister-in-law told me that her little boy, who was about six or seven months at the time, had an absolutely horrendous case of chickenpox. So I said, oh, you should have told me. I would have made him up something. And she said, oh, I never realised that you made up things for chickenpox. So... She said that his case was really, really bad. She said, literally, I'm looking at him and I actually cannot see the skin on his face because it is completely covered in spots and blisters. The poor child was in an awful state, as he would be. She said she was fairly sure that he also had spots on the, on the inside of his throat because it seemed to be very painful for him to eat. And he also seemed to be in pain when he was going to the toilets. So she was thinking, I'm sure they're everywhere. She could see the spots in his ears. It was on his head, on his scalp, absolutely everywhere. So I said, look, to be honest with you, I'm not actually sure how they're going to work for a case that bad. Like Ashton's wasn't that bad and the other children's weren't as bad as that. But look, it's, it's worth a shot. One of the beauties of essential oils is that you can use them as much as you want, as often as you want. And once they're mixed properly, 
and you're aware of any contraindications, you won't have any side effects. Contraindications just mean that there are particular times that you wouldn't use essential oils for certain people. I'll cover that in detail in episode two. She rang me a couple of days later to say that she was gobsmacked by how the oils had worked. Within a day, she could see the skin on his face again. He did still have spots, but there was an enormous improvement. He was eating better, didn't seem to be as much pain, and he was able to go to the toilet, apparently, without pain as well. And shortly after that, the spots had completely disappeared, no scarring, and he was completely back to himself. I was absolutely thrilled that he was feeling better so quickly. And I was delighted to have more proof that essential oils were super effective. So I continued to use the essential oils in all sorts of ways in the house. I used them in burners because they lifted the mood and they freshened the air. I used them in cleaning products because they're very powerful antiseptics. They're antibacterial and they're antiviral. And of course, they just make the house smell absolutely beautiful. I used them for the children as well. They were absolutely fantastic for nappy rash when my son was small. I had a lovely little first aid remedy that was great for cuts and scrapes and bites and stings. I use them every time the children had a sniffle and I use them if they couldn't sleep. And I used them as well as preventative. So whenever we got a note home that there was a head lice in the school and that would happen on a very regular basis, I used essential oils in their hair. They never got head lice. So I'm sure that has, the oils have something to do with it. Whenever there was any kind of infection going around and particularly in the schools, I would use them. I'd rub essential oils on the children's uh, chest and on their backs. I'd have them burning in the house. I'd give them some oil and a tissue to smell every now and then when they were in school. And they were really fortunate. They very, very rarely caught anything. I also made up various different blends and remedies for my friends' children. And they also said that their children were not catching coughs, colds, etc. as much as they normally would. When my daughter was about six, she came home from school one day. And she was really in a bad mood. And when I asked her what was wrong, she said that her friend had had that lovely yellow medicine about three times this year. And she hadn't had it at all this year or last year. And she thought this was so unfair because she remembered that she had really liked that yellow medicine. The yellow medicine was an antibiotic. And this was just another sign for me of the power of essential oils. When I thought about it, I realised that none of us had actually been to the doctor in several years. My little boy went once or twice when he was a small baby, but then it was several years before he had to go back. And my daughter was similar. She didn't go to the doctor from the time she was about four until she was 12. And of course, she was feeling very hard done by because she was missing out on her yellow medicine. And I, of course, was feeling really happy that she hadn't needed to take any antibiotics in such a long time. Before I finish up, I'm just going to go quickly over the two recipes that I mentioned earlier on. So the first one was the dabbing lotion and the second one was the bath oil for chickenpox. To make the dabbing lotion, you need witch hazel as the base and essential oils of lavender, chamomile and eucalyptus. And you would add one drop of essential oil for every teaspoon of witch hazel. So if you have three teaspoons of witch hazel, you would use one drop each of lavender, chamomile, and eucalyptus. You can make up as much or as little as you like, but make it in those proportions. 
As I mentioned earlier, you would use different amounts of essential oil for younger children and babies and for older people. And I have all that covered in episode two. For the bath oil, I used extra virgin olive oil as the base. Extra virgin olive oil has much more therapeutic properties than either virgin olive oil or pure olive oil. The essential oils I used for the bath oil were bergamot, lavender and chamomile. The ingredients in both the bath oil and the dabbing lotion are antiviral, soothing, painkilling, anti-inflammatory, absolutely fantastic for itching. They help to speed up skin cell healing and they boost the immune system. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you'd like to learn more about essential oils, I have a couple of really good options for you. I have a free course, which is all about how to use essential oils. It walks you through exactly how you use them and the contraindications. You can get that on bit.ly forward slash free aroma. That's bit.ly forward slash free aroma. Free aroma is all one word with a capital F and a capital A. And I have the link just below the podcast for you as well. My book, A Step-by-Step Guide to Aromatherapy for Common Names, is available on Amazon in Kindle and paperback. It has easy but really effective recipes for over 30 common physical ailments and lots more. I have the link for the book just below the podcast as well. I also have a course where I share some fantastic recipes for your skin, your mood and your health. The recipes include my Cranky Day blend, my Pain and Infection Zapper blend. There's also recipes for skin rejuvenation, for acne and lots more. And I share a secret that most aromatherapists don't know that absolutely transformed my blending and got me fantastic results. You can sign up for that course. It's just €27 and the link is bit.ly.com forward slash aroma skin mood health. So that is bit.ly forward slash aroma skin mood health all one word with a capital A, a capital S, a capital M and a capital H. I have the link below the podcast for you as well. And you're also very welcome to come along and join my free Facebook group, Holistic Business Success. It's a great place for aromatherapists, holistic therapists and holistic therapy students to come along, ask questions and get support. And I also share some fantastic aromatherapy tips and information and recipes in there as well. The links to the courses, the book and the Facebook group are just below the podcast. If you don't see them straight away, just click on the little information button and they all pop up. Thanks very much for listening and I'll see you for the next episode.